Welcome to Americans in Germany drinking whiskey. This is Jeff. And this is Alex. Today we're doing a Alex versus Jeff type episode, but not really. I wouldn't so call it a verse. It's not really a verse. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be asking Jeff questions, and Jeff's going to ask me questions. We're interviewing each other, but neither of us know what the questions are beforehand. So I have my, my phone here with some questions that I've written in the past few days. Jeff has his, and we're going to, um, yeah, see where this goes. Could be interesting. I don't yeah. know. You guys will get to know us a little bit better, and it's kind of fitting because this is our 80th episode. It so is. why not do something special? Let's dive in. All right. And here we are, as we mentioned just a moment ago, this is 8-0, the 80th episode yeah. of Americans in Germany drinking whiskey. Who would have thunk it? Not us. <laughs> Really? Uh, so th yeah, I mean, we thought this would be a, a fun idea for kind of a special 80th episode where um, I get to ask you some questions, Jeff. I'm excited. Yeah. And don't worry, there'll, there'll be some German content uh, sprinkled within, you know. Oh yeah, for sure. Like a donut. There'll be, you know, it's uh, <laughs> like, an no. ice, like an ice cream. I was going to spread that <laughs> metaphor longer, but let's just, let's just, let's just move on. There was yeah. a hole in that metaphor. They're just like a donut. Ooh. <laughs> Perfect metaphor. You like that? Yeah, dude. Anyways, you know, but let's let's dive right in and start with our good old news and tidbits and what's the have yous. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, I want to start off first with one last reminder. We're having our in-person AGDW podcast meetup with both of us on September 24th. Oh my. If you're listening to this episode on its release, that means for you the meetup is only two days away. It will take place on the at the Offside Pub and Whiskey Bar uh, near the Gesundbrunnen Station in Berlin from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. If you live in Berlin and you'd like to come have a couple of drinks with us, come along. Sounds um, fun. Again, it's Friday, September 24th at 8 p.m. It's at Gesundbrunnen Station. If you're new to Berlin, it's really easy to get to. It's on the Ringbahn, uh, about a five-minute walk from the Ringbahn. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a really nice place. A lot of whiskey. They have beer as well. They've got the normal stuff. If you're not into the whiskey, no big deal. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, we, just, we have a little table reserve, reserves. Uh, yeah. Yeah, should yeah. Be, just throw offside pub into your Google machine. It'll come up. No, no big, no yeah. big whoops a daisies. It'll um, be a good time, I think. Absolutely. And uh, speaking of a good time, we had a good time reading uh, our most recent five star review from Ebeth RN. I think she's a, a nurse. Could be RN. Yeah. I don't know. Or like a real nurse RN. So it also an, yeah would fit with what I said. Okay. <laughs> Um, but yeah, she gave us a very uh, a very nice five star review. So thank you to Ebeth RN for thank that. You, That's always uh, very nice to we see. Always appreciate it. Yeah. That's why we ask for them. Like, we'll be like uh, looking at them. Yeah, makes us happy. Absolutely. A little more um, German news. A really important one, actually. True. That's not really Corona related, which is great. Is that the federal and local Berlin elections will take place this Sunday, September twenty sixth. If you're eligible to vote, don't forget to head out to your designated voting station. Uh, unfortunately, the only people who can vote for chancellor are German citizens. For local elections, the only expats that can participate are those living in Germany who are from another EU country. So that means like you and me, Jeff, uh, American expats, we cannot vote for any German elections. So that's too bad. But we're trying to do our best to share the information so people will vote. Um, it's a pretty interesting vote this time. Merkel's gone after 16 years of being in power. It's going to be a big change no matter the, who it is. Yeah. The CDU will probably not be in power anymore. Hopefully, that'll be interesting. I don't know. Who knows what happens. Interesting yeah. stuff is happening. So uh, you can also get a mail-in ballot if you want to. Some people do that. It's a little bit easier. Uh, but yeah, go out and vote, people. And while you're out getting 
to vote, just, you know, if you're not done it yet, get vaccinated too, you know? Why do, not? Do, do, do it once. Yeah. But yeah, it, it is kind of a big bummer, you know, because, you know, we've both lived here for quite a long time. We pay uh, hefty amounts of taxes. We, yeah. we do all the right things and we cannot control anything about what happens in but our local or federal governments. At least local would be nice. I don't know if any countries allow immigrants or no, expats and, to and, vote. And, yeah, that I'm, I'm fine with, but to not be allowed to vote really for anything. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because like local elections would make sense. Especially nice Ber- like Berlin related. For Berlin. Yeah, that'd yeah. be really nice. Berlin, at least like my, you know, my berserk, my, my district that I live in. But like Berlin would be nice to vote on. I lived here, I pay taxes just like everyone else does. I have the same rights as everyone else does, except for that one right to vote. Yeah, which is a bit, yeah, pretty big right. But anyways, we, we digress. You we know. digress. But next, also German news, some good news for those of you that are tired of manual transmission cars. Aren't we all um, as most of you probably know germany and most european countries as a whole have been have hung on to the manual transmission cars as the standard even though they have been uh you know mostly phased out elsewhere such as in the u.s um, however a big change is coming volkswagen has announced starting in 2023 it will no longer make manual transmission cars only automatic starting in 2023 oh, wow. for new cars and uh it'll that's for europe and starting to 2030 uh volkswagen will phase out the manual transmissions in the U.S. And this is just an example of a larger trend in Germany, because according to market analysis, JATO, uh, currently only one in three car models sold in Germany offer manual transmissions. So it's becoming more and more an automatic manual culture. That's super interesting. Culture. And at the moment, as some of you may know, in Germany, anyone who gets a driver's license for an, an automatic car is not allowed to drive a manual transmission car. But if you get certified your license in manual transmission, you can do both. But, right, so right. they consider them separate. However, um, in the past years, the German transport minister, Andreas uh, Scheuer, oh, I, I hate having E-U-E. Scheuer. He's actually been lobbying to change that rule and no longer wants to require people to get certified as a manual transmission because he thinks it's not necessary, especially since Germany's pushing electric cars and electric cars uh, have no manual transmissions. They literally have one gear and that's it. So True. why are we requiring this manual transmission thing? We're going to get a license. It makes no much no sense anymore. So, so he's pushing for that as well. So for all of you Germans who are all scared of the automatic transmissions, it's going to have to be uh, something you get used to in the coming decade. Yeah, true. Very interesting. Um, I kind of like that that in Europe there's a lot of stick 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 cars, but um, I can't drive anyway, so I yeah. just thought it was just like fun, like Plus a fun little thing. There's no use. Um, it stopped being more fuel efficient for manual cars. Oh, did it back like 20, 25 years ago? Oh. Ma- automatic cars for a long time have been much more fuel efficient than uh, manual transmission. So there is no plus to having a manual transmission. It's just Fair more enough. fun to drive it's certain cars. Yeah, that, that's all it is. Absolutely. Like, yeah. I'm sure they'll stick to it for some sports cars and things like that that have like a special, you know, need for not need, but like. People buy those cars want to have manual transmission because it's more fun to drive. But even for those, like uh, I know a lot of uh, supercars, like Ferraris and stuff, are going completely away from that because their their automatic transmissions can shift like ten times faster than a human being ever could. So it actually makes no sense to be shifting yourself. You know what I mean? Crazy. So it seems the overall trend, kind of worldwide, is you know, and I, I you know, again, like there's going to be people who just enjoy it. But I say. Sure. Cut to 50 years from now, probably no new cars will be manual transmissions. Uh, there's no point. But again, you'll have all your classics to play around with. So yeah. it's not, it's not, they're not going to be taking away your, your uh, 69 Ford Mustang fast Yeah, exactly. No, don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was, you, you can still watch VHF t- VHS tapes if you want to, you know? Exactly. So <laughs> they're not gone. Yeah. 
Also, a big thank you to Raquel, who wrote us a really nice message today. Also, kind of a sad message. Um, and then no, I go super, in a way, very hopeful, uh, but positive. It, it, yeah. it was hopeful. She, she was stuck in a, in a state of mind where she couldn't see for a few weeks. And so she listened to us, and it really helped her kind of get through her not being able to walk or see or watch TV or anything like that. Yeah. And it, was, it, was, it, was, it was pretty um, amazing and very humbling it, yeah, to hear her story. It really touched us. I mean, to yeah, she said it was a f- few weeks kind of in the darkness because she had eye surgery. Right. Yeah, and she said she just wanted to say thank you for accompanying her through that dark part of her life. And all, all I can say is like, I really wish you well and like a, a good recovery and I hope you don't have to deal with any of that crap yes, ever please. again. And um, thanks for listening and... Honestly, we were happy to be there for you. I mean, yeah, absolutely. I, I didn't, I didn't know, know I was there for you, but now I neither, do. But, so, I'm, not, but yeah. I'm happy that, that we were. Uh, yeah, it, it's interesting seeing how how far this podcast reaches. Sometimes I have no expectations of that. You know, no, absolutely not. So, but um, best best wishes to uh, to Raquel, Raquel, Everyone and what a us, cool give name. Her, give her some, Raquel. give her some thoughts and some positive vibes if you can. Yeah. But anyways, Jeff, before I um, get into Asking you questions, I want to ask you. I thought you were going to say, before I get into you. Before I get into you, <laughs> let me ask you a question. Yes. Are you ready? <laughs> uh, how are you doing? How, how are things? I haven't seen you in a bit. Uh, doing well, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, good times. Good weekend. Yeah, I did, yeah, did went to the, uh, the Berlin Festival of Lights on Friday, yeah. which is always kind of fun. You know, they um, put like, it's like called, what do they call it? 3D mapping projections, whatever you want to call it, on a lot of the big, uh, most well-known monuments and buildings in the kind of touristy areas. Um, and it's very cool because like each year the, they get international artists to kind of put their their little uh, touch on on those things. So it, yeah, it, it's, it's a pretty incredible event. It's usually at the end of September, October, but this year it was earlier, which I didn't even know was happening and I yeah. wasn't here this weekend. So I was really mad I couldn't go. But it was, it was, it was it's actually kind of better just because it's, you're not freezing like you normally are true but you know i i like that that nice cold uh autumn weather in the evening yeah because we put a little scarf yeah, it's we, cozy yeah we had the gloves and we used to we'd get like a hot chocolate and then put a little like whiskey in it you yeah. know or like uh bailey's or something nice and just kind of walk and enjoy but anyways that was good times uh what else did i do this weekend Ooh. i don't know oh i worked saturday that sucked so yeah it was kind of a short weekend because i worked saturday so i kind of just had sunday and Sunday, I really relaxed. Wanted to do not a whole lot of nothing. So, Fair uh, enough. but yeah, how you been? Yeah, good. I was gone on a work retreat over the weekend, about an hour and a half north of uh, Berlin, in this cool uh, farmhouse. There used to be like a sheep stable, but they renovated it to this house. It was really cool. Very cool. But uh, you know, it was a lot of work. It was a retreat where we had to, you know, figure out things of how we can help the kindergarten and solve some problems. So it was a lot of you know shop talk over the weekend. So I, I didn't have a lot of time to you know. Relax. So kind of similar to me, like yeah, yeah. You, you, your weekend was kind of it felt like the week extended, just extended, and yeah, yeah. So I, I'm still tired today because I still had the time to like chill, like my chill mm. my brain out. But then on Sunday was week one of the NFL. I got to watch my Patriots play. We lost, but it was a cool game. Got to see our rookie Mac Jones. Nice. So that was really exciting. Yeah, and now I'm here, ready to grill you with some questions. Very cool. And. Uh, once again, we've got something cool from a listener. Tell them what we got. I, um, wow, I just that sounded like such a game show. Tell them what's underneath. Tell the, them what you what's got. What's behind door number one? Yeah, so Jeff, what we got is, uh, this is again from a listener, James, the same guy who sent us some whiskey last week. He's, hey, like James. He said, Thank you, James. He sent us three little bottles. This is the second of the three that we're going to drink today. I mean, it could be the third one. But we're drinking it as a second one. I don't know how right. I ordered them. They weren't numbered. They weren't numbered. So I, I think he left it to our discretion. I, I yeah. think he did. <laughs> so this is, uh, it's called uh, Shackleton. It's a single malt scotch. 
And uh, Jeff, thank you. He found some some you found some info on the on the website that I can actually read. I think as we mentioned that you know these are small bottles, uh, so they they lack the the blur the whiskey blurb on the back that usually is on the uh, the bottle. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. Um, so this is a blended malt scotch. It's inspired by whiskey left behind in, in Antarctica by Sir Ernest Shackleton in the early 1900s and discovered frozen but intact over 100 years later. Ooh. Wow. That's a cool story. That's crazy. In the early years of the 20th century, Sir Sir Ernest Shackleton led one of the most famous expeditions to the Antarctic. Shackleton ordered 25 cases of McKinley's rare old Highland malt whiskey to take on his expedition in 1907. In 2007, 11 intact the intact bottles containing this perfectly preserved whiskey were recovered from under the ice beneath the remains of Shackleton's base camp. That's that's wow, I love that. That is super cool. That's a mix of history and whiskey just colliding right there. I love like, it. Like yeah. really really cool. So I'm I'm going to like I feel like I'm like we're privileged to be able to drink this. I don't know how yeah. many bottles well, they make. Well, no, well, like, so like this, this isn't one of the 11 bottles found in Antarctica. Oh, okay. Right. That, actually, that makes a lot of sense. Because <laughs> those would be worth ten, tens so of thousands of dollars. This is a, a whiskey made to be like that Yeah. One. So, so yeah, online I read like they, you know, sampled some of the whiskey and then they kind of reverse engineered it and to recreate this recipe, which had been lost or forgotten Super for a hundred cool. years, you know, so, so this would, this would taste Exactly like like that whiskey would have if you were um, on his expedition well, in I the still, cold. I still feel privileged because mm-hmm. we got sent by James, and it's just an interesting story and something I, a whiskey I'd never heard of, and I, and I love hearing of a new whiskey, you know. So yeah, and I, I love whiskeys that have cool stories, kind of like the um, that pigs one that we drank that one time, or the one from the Czech Republic that was found in a burned warehouse. Like yeah, I, I love I love these these stories. I think it's really special to drink those. But um, yeah, we can we can. Uh, Pop this bad Larry open. Again, it's a little twist up for each of us, but they're not sealed because James filled them up. So you're not getting much of a, a listening device. Are you ready, Jeff? Let's go. Okay. Three, two, one. Mmm. Whole lot of nothing. The glug will be better. The pour will be better. The pour will be nice. Ready? All right, let's make a pour. Nice. Lovely. <laughs> Let me get a screw back on. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Okay, that's what you want to hear, guys. But you know, I, I, I without even trying to smell that, I, I, I can smell I it already that. hard. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna smell it up close. It smells great. Mm. Cheers. Let's try out this uh, hundred year old recipe. Yeah. That's smooth. Oh my, that's very smooth. That's very smooth. Mm. I mean, practically no burn. Yeah, but oh, okay. I'm getting a little delayed reaction there. A little, little bit of tiny burn, but like That's super nice. smooth though. Really nice. Yeah. yeah. Again, before we get started, uh, anyone who's listening, all of you lovely people, please check out our website. Many say it's the best website in the world. It's agdwpodcast.com. Lots of cool content on there. We have an extras page, all the pictures of the whiskeys and our reviews on there, and little blurbs about it. All of our episodes, of course, are on there, and links to our Facebook and our Instagram. And you can go to the contact us page and. Contact, contact us. us. Uh, yeah, check it out. We uh, we work hard on that website. And a lot of your uh, donation money that we get, which we really appreciate, goes hosting that website. So Absolutely, uh, yeah. It's actually our website together. It's the AGDW Communities website. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, check that out, everybody. We really appreciate it. And you can follow us on Instagram at americans.in.germany.podcast. And without further ado, Jeff, 
Let's get to ask each other some questions. Let's dive in. Yeah, this is going to be, uh, I remember yeah, as we were setting up, we were like, this is going to be interesting. We, we don't, anytime we try a new episode idea, we're excited. Yeah, but I, I, we, I'm we're excited. Not, not quite sure how it's going to work but out. But I'm let's also see. a bit nervous right yeah. now. I, like, I don't know what you're going to ask me. I'm feeling, I, I I'm, getting a little, I'm getting a little anxiety. So, so who goes first? Uh, um, I, I guess I'll go first. Okay, okay. So um, I, I want to ask you because I think everyone who's listened for a long time knows that you are a film guy. You're into film. Sure. You work in film. Uh, your extra sometimes. Oh, first question. Oh my God. I know. I'm not ready. So I right. want to know uh, how and why you got into film because clearly it's your passion as well as your job. And I think that's amazing. So how did you get into that? And why are you into it? Ah, good question. Um, I got into it at the age of eight. That was when I decided I oh, wanted wow. to be a film director. Yeah. And it's, it's really all because of uh, like a, a, a project that our teacher, I think I was third grade. Our teacher huh. gave a teacher gave a, like a, a, we're supposed to make a science experiment, but you know, really basic because you're third grader right sure think of not, nothing <laughs> third grade nothing, nothing yeah third grade science nothing extreme now but they she gave the option okay you do the show and tell in front of the class yeah or or you could grab your mom or dad's camcorder film it at home and you know being a kind of a shyer guy i was like ah. Ah, i'd rather i'd rather film it at home but like because you know it's harder to get up in front of the class and you have a speech and it's easier to do that at home, right? And the, I think it wasn't just me. I think I was partnered with my friend. I think my friend Tyler, who I still know. And hey, Tyler. So we went home and I found, that's when I found out my dad had a camcorder, you know, mm-hmm. like, and yeah. it was this big boy. Was it the big ones that you put the VHS yeah, tapes directly full into size it? Oh, I, I, we had one of those yeah. too. I loved it. Yeah. Do you feel like a real uh, movie guy because it's a giant camera, right? Like, imagine just a VCR on its side with like a lens in the, at the end. That's basically, that's, yeah. you had this huge door, like, yeah. Boom. Yeah, great and sounds. Not the CVHS, which are the small tapes. I'm talking about the full size. The full size. And my dad let me use it, um, and it was kind of his baby at the time. We filmed this the experiment. It was bullshit. It was, a, it was the worst experiment ever. <laughs> but just for that experience of just filming something, which I'd never done before, or any, it, it it like awakened this creativity in me. Super cool. That I just from then on, I could not put that camera down, and I was filming everything. And at the time. My girlfriend uh, kind of d- doesn't agree with this, but uh, my my dad and my mom they let me l- watch more <laughs> adult themed <laughs> movies. Maybe at an earlier, maybe like three four years younger than the average person would. So they, they would watch a lot of porn. Yeah, well, tons of porn, <laughs> tons, of, tons of 70s porn. No, no, it's just like, uh, but I, I think it was because like back then, you know, th- I was pretty mature for my age mm-hmm. and and my dad could tell like he, that I didn't get scared easily or whatever. And so just like, he, he, you know, he wasn't, sh- again, he wasn't showing me like sex or stuff like that, but just, you know, maybe at the age of, you know, eight, I'm watching like PG-13 stuff that normally you wouldn't want. Whoa, hold the phone. You're not 13. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, so, so, so anyway, so I, I was already kind of into film in that sense, you know, and, um, you know, really, really into Steven Spielberg films. And then this, uh, experience of filming just locked it all together. And from then on, I started making just every weekend with my friends, we'd get together, make little short films, just, and, and a lot of it was kind of like recreating our favorite films. We just refilmed them. Oh, that's fun. In a worse, longer version, you yeah. know? And then that grew. And then in my teenage years, I started a little film company called Third Street Productions. You know, we, we filmed uh, weddings and graduation videos and that sort of thing. And yeah, it just kind of went from there. And that's that's how it's that's how it started. Yeah, super cool. Yeah, I actually had a very similar kind of childhood thing where I I loved my dad's giant camcorder, mm. and my my grandparents aren't Jewish, so they have they have Christmas, so he's always bringing it over and like film Christmas. You know, it's like a family video. I don't nice. know if I ever I don't know if we still have them. 
And then when I got like the smaller camcorders and with the smaller little VHS things, I used to do a kind of similar thing as film. Um, we used to make like a lot of SWAT movies with my friends. Yeah, it's yeah. like the old like paintball guns. Every yeah, time like we're yeah. SWAT, and then at yeah, the we, end we did those all the time too. Yeah, like out of action movies. Yeah, like I, the I cops. I, yeah, I wish I could find them again. You know, um, but then I got I just stopped. I don't know why, but I was I was super into it. Like kind of like you were, but not I guess not as uh, clearly not as much as you were. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it was it was it sucked for my dad because again like so that big camcorder eventually. I used it so much, I kind of took it over, yeah. and, event, and he fought it for fought it for a while. But then eventually, he kind of just like accepted defeat and said, "Like okay." So then he bought himself a new one, and of course, and eventually, you wanted that one. Eventually, <laughs> a year or two later, I kind of took that one, and, and that happened like for three or four different cameras. And then finally, <laughs> my parents just were like, "Buy him his own, his own damn camera," you know. And it's so three or four cameras, defeat realized like this is get him his own goddamn camera. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sorry, Dad. Yeah, because because awesome. these cameras, even though they were like really basic, you know, they, they weren't cheap. They back were expensive in the day. back then. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, the, um, the whole concept of like being able to video, like doing home video, was was fairly new in the '90s. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Like like it, that really kind of bursted out in the '80s, and that that's kind of when um, I know like things like like porn switched from film to tape because they're like right. I mean the quality was of early video cameras were god awful right? right but they're like we can get this down from a hundred thousand dollars to like an eight thousand dollars or whatever yeah. like let's do it you know whatever <laughs> um but yeah it wasn't quite the level that proper movies were, were gonna were gonna go to it but uh but yeah it was it was a it was a new thing yeah cool. definitely yeah very cool good good question yeah thank you nice you're next i'm i'm ready next this is a little topical so we'll, we'll see what happens so oh, good so we just mentioned a little earlier that we are once again experiencing taxation without representation you know yeah. not not being able to vote you know okay um and so my question is if you could vote yes uh, in 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 the the new local or the not new the the current local the upcoming sorry that's the word upcoming local upcoming elections. elections local or federal local elections like like for 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 Berlin specifically right yeah okay say you could vote okay what measures would you wish were on the ballots meaning meaning like like what what are your like your your, your top kind of concerns that you oh, think, wow. that you could wish you could vote for you know be it um you know there's not enough. Public public bathrooms, you know, there's one, right? Like it's like, but like things like that. Like, what, yeah, sure. what are your like like top two, three things that like, wow, if I could vote, these are the things that I would be, I would be very passionate about. Uh, that that's a f- fucking fantastic question. <laughs> um, the two that come top top of my mind. Maybe I'll think of a third one after. I don't know. We'll see. Um, one I can definitely think of is more investment into teachers, especially mm. childhood teachers, because Berlin and Germany as a whole has a lack of early childhood educators and also lack of kindergartens, but they're also, I feel like they're not investing enough money into them. So they're kind of not solving the problem. And they also make it really difficult, uh, especially if you're a teacher from another country to get your certified, to get your certification here in Berlin. It's like, I, I had a bachelor's in early childhood education. And you, you think that would be, you think that'd be, be sufficient. I know people had masters who were German and Berlin's like, no, you have to do our special programs, yeah. which my, I, I my, do my girlfriend's a good example. Like she, she, yeah. she, she learned teaching, but in a different state and then came to Berlin and then had to do all those special, like it didn't exactly. translate within Germany. Yeah. Like, I, I get it for, you know, some things that are state, you know, uh, like state curriculum, things like that, then sure. That makes a lot of sense. But a lot of the things I was doing, I already learned for four years in college, you know? So that's frustrating. And then, you know, also includes paying teachers more, giving us more vacations. And also, um, I think the way we were treated during the pandemic could have been a little better, a little Mm. more recognition for the work that we had to do going into work every single day with children and the risk we were taking. Um, Yeah. Did did you find 
Did you find feeling um, a little set apart by that, especially like in that first lockdown? Because it was almost like everybody, okay, you go home, you go home. This is too dangerous for anybody to go to work. Oh, but oh, but you teachers, yeah. Who cares? You you, you still go in every day. Like, did you yeah. did you feel like well, what? Why are we being set aside a, a little uh, bit? And and I think it's important that that teachers were there to take care of these children because you know the children need care, and and I'm here for that. Um, I just felt like we weren't getting enough um, precautions that were taken for us. And um, the, the rules were always wishy-washy here in Berlin of who can come to the kindergarten, who cannot. And, 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 I, and obviously, you know, this is not something as a teacher that we signed up for. You know, I'm not a healthcare worker. I never thought about having to go to work and put my health on the line for my job. And your partner's health, because whatever you get, you're, you're right. bringing home to your girlfriend. Exactly. And, and, you know. and I'm happy to do it. You know, like I dedicate my life to these children. I'm really happy to do it. Uh, I just wish that they, you know, dealt with it in a little bit of a better uh, way. But Fair so, enough. So though. I think yeah. I think early child education would definitely be something that I'd be really passionate about here in Berlin. And the other one that I think you already know that I'm really passionate about is uh, for the environment and also for people is having way less cars in the city. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think the city is. I love Berlin more than anything, and I just wish that there was some kind of way to have people who are coming outside of the city, park their cars, have parking lots outside the ring, and people can take the ring inside the city because most of the time you don't need a car inside the city. It makes no sense to me. Yeah. And also maybe some kind of stipend or a tax break if you don't have a car to incentivize people to not have a car and maybe having public transportation for free while you taking the tax money and using that to pay for public transportation, something like this, you know what I mean? They could do something similar. Like, cause I know in, um, in London, I don't know the details, but I know in London, the city center if if you're going to drive into the city center, suddenly you have to pay this uh, crazy high tax. So it, it people can still do it, but of course that limits the amount of because you know right because that, that limits the amount of people in the city center because it's only the people that truly need to be there because everyone else is like okay if I go there daily this adds up so they, so they don't you know right and, and that's that, something like that and like obviously if it's a higher tax I, I think it has to be also be you know taken into account of if you have a family of two three four kids I think it makes sense to have a car so I don't want to disenfranchise people who need a car but I think there has to be something done because this city just like our sidewalks are have cars literally parked on the sidewalks which are meant for people and the a lot of the streets here are like really wide with small sidewalks it's like a city in my opinion should be for pedestrians for people and not mm, for sure. cars cars are for the highway cities are for people and also better bigger bike lanes you know like i think they could do a lot and i know berlin doesn't have a lot of money but if that was on the ballot that would be something i'd be really hardcore right. about well then you were happy because remember recently we announced um that they had already they, they just passed those the bike lanes three thousand kilometers of new bike lanes so that's fantastic um, you know that's not going to come in overnight but that's obviously that's that's a city taking a step to prioritizing things other than cars right exactly so, so i'm happy for that and it's the third thing real quick that i can think about is also doing something about the rent prices here in berlin I know they tried with the meets and decorative before, but that was just like such a terrible band-aid. Yeah. And then actually fix the root cause cause the problem. So I think it caused other problems. It caused other problems as well. Like like more intense problems actually, like more lack of housing. Yeah. Um, so if they could do something about that, I'm not a politician and I'm, that's why I'd vote for people who are smarter than me to figure it out. But I'm sure there's something that can be done, especially in the cities. I don't want it to become a London or a Paris or New York, Berlin is special in that way that is affordable. I think if it gets to that spot, it's, Berlin's going to not be the city that I love anymore. Sure. Yeah. There it is. Good question, Jeff. 
Okay, I got one for you that's also related to Germany. Here we go. So it's a little more of a philosophical question, Jeff. Oh my, okay. So do you, you, you lived here for 10 years now, so like a large chunk of your life. Yeah. Like a third of your life almost. Quite, quite large, yeah. Um, and like about a half of like your real human life. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, do you feel more like an American living in Germany? Or do you feel like kind of more German now? Or do you just kind of feel like an international person where you don't really have an, like a cultural identity? Mm. I know we touched on this a bit in an episode before, but without my input, I just want to hear like, which, yeah. like how you feel from the inside, from your heart. Yeah, that's tough. I mean, I... I by default, I'd have to say I I definitely feel more like an American living in in Germany. Like mm-hmm. I don't feel like a German. I don't think I ever will. Yeah. Just because, um, yeah the the I don't know the culture I grew up in is significantly different than German culture. You know what I mean? And just the overall kind of. Uh, personalities of people are very different. Not one, one is not better than the other. Like uh, there are, abs- yeah. there are absolutely, um, negatives to the, um, to, uh, the way that Americans handle themselves, but also positives. But I, I think for, for me, I just look at it, you know, I mean, those first 10, 20 years of your life truly mold you into what you are. Right. You know, sure. I mean, how, how you're treated by your parents, the, the, uh, direct environment you're in your, your house and also the, the community you're in, um, that all, is molding you during that time when you are very, very malleable. You know what I mean? So like sure, sure. those first decade or two are what really kind of make you, you and those first two decades I was in the U S you know what I mean? So like that really built the foundation of Jeff, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, of course, since then in the past 10 years, I mean, I have definitely been affected and shaped uh, by Germany in, in lots of positive ways, but I, I don't think I could ever, just call myself a German just because yeah, I didn't go through German childhood. I didn't, you know, I don't have German parents. Uh, so and you're, and you're, and you're culturally not really, you're not culturally German. Yeah. I know, but there's, there, again, there's things about German culture that I completely agree with and I, I love. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, 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 a, I'm a mix, but if I had to choose one or the other, I'd have to say I'm an American living in Germany rather than, okay, now I've become a German. You know sure. what I mean? But it, it's, it's such a gray area, but, uh, that, that, yeah. that's kind of the way I ask. It's very gray area. So, Follow-up question, when you go traveling to other countries and cities and you meet people and they ask you, where are you from? What do you answer? Because I, I always struggle with this one. What do you say? It, it, it depends on the context and, and who it is. Because sometimes I say Berlin. Yeah. Because yeah, the where you're from is an interesting question. Because like, do you mean, where did you grow up? Or where are you from right now? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But, um, I don't know. I'd say around Europe, I'd say most of the time I say Berlin because I think that's kind of what they mean. Like, where are you from? Because like, also again, I've li- like, I haven't lived in Berlin for 10 days, you know, 10, 10 years. So, right. so like, so I am very Berlin in a way, even though I'm not a Berliner. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. So, um, and I think it's also fun when people ask you around Europe who are European and you say you're from Berlin. It's also like people, people like Berlin a lot around Europe. You know, it's a really well-known city and yeah. people love, love Berlin. So I think it's really cool. You're like, Oh, I'm from Berlin. Like, Whoa, really? That's pretty cool. So it's also fun to say like, yeah. and they ask you questions about it. And I think it's also, it's a really good icebreaker where if it's like, I'm from Rhode Island, they're like, I don't care. I don't know what that is. <laughs> And unfortunately for you and half the time people don't know what Rhode Island is. Yeah. No, no, most don't. Luckily, like I'm from one of the states that like everyone's heard of in a movie. So of course, like New York, California, Texas, Florida, like, you know, there's these, but unfortunately you're not from one of those. So like, no, but so even though, unfortunately, yeah. (laughs) 
Uh, but so like, even though people don't know where California is or knowing, like, like they they know the word, right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. so I'd be like California, and they go, okay, I know that's a thing. And there's, a, there's also an image in your head of California, I think. Beaches or whatever. Especially yeah. in the Western world, I think everyone knows a bit of California. If you watch any Hollywood movie ever, you probably know what California is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, and but sometimes, yeah, when you say you're from Berlin, sometimes you get a, I don't know about you, but sometimes I get a weird look because they hear the American accent. Right. And they're like, from Berlin, what? And then, and then you can explain. Yeah, I've lived in Berlin ten years, and they're like, "Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah I get it." It's it, it's a it is a weird kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, but again, it's like you have to be more specific because it's kind of a broad question, you know. So, but yeah, I would say if I had lived in Berlin just one year, then if from the where are you from question, it would be U.S., California, whatever. Yeah. yeah. But as the years go on, and you're there, and I'm here longer, then it's okay. I'm from Berlin, just sure. because that's where I live. And that I have lived for, a, yeah, a chunk. And that's where you spend, you know, yeah. almost 100% of your time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Especially the past two years, because I can't, I can't go back to yeah, the States. The past two years, can't go anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Very good. Yeah, that was a good question. Um, okay. I, I, if we ask a question, I'm always sweating. You're really okay. nervous. What do we got? Uh, this, is, this is a hypothetical. This might be hard to answer, but... Cool. So, okay. <laughs> Easy. Okay, imagine you moved to Germany same time you did... In reality, right? You moved. You got that. You got your job um, at the school that you currently work. I won't say the name of it. Sure. Um, I don't know. Have we said the name of it at some point? No, probably not. So we'll not. Do and that. I won't. Yeah. Um, he works at you know. Uh, oh, what's that company in cartoons? Acme. <laughs> Acme. Acme. Keto's School of Germany. So say you, you know, and and as people know, if you've listened to uh, more than a few episodes of podcast, Alex met his current girlfriend the, the, going. the day that he moved, the day that he arrived here, right? The day he arrived in Germany and he, they've been dating ever since. If you had never met Bobby, yeah, okay, and never developed any kind of a similar serious situation with any other woman in, in Germany, would you still be living in Germany today? It's a good question. Right. Um, and it's actually a question that I've, I've talked a lot about with, with Bobby too. And I, I, I think that I, I would be, I really, I really oh, do yeah, think I really? would be, okay. yeah, yeah, for okay. sure. Um, and we actually talked about that as well, especially at the beginning of our relationship was like, she didn't want me to be in Berlin just because of her. She mm -hmm. wanted me to be in Berlin because I love Berlin. Sure. And I mean, it's obviously hard to say, but I really do think I would still be here because if everything's the same, I would still have met a lot of my friends that I have, um, because a lot of them are independent from knowing her, not all of them, but a lot of them are. And so I still have those friendships and those relationships that I have, which are really strong and also help make a place feel like home is having a really good uh, friend group. Yeah. Um, and I also love my job. And also I couldn't do my job in the States because the way the education system works there, it's just totally different type of job, which I did not enjoy doing in the States. So if I'm spending, you know, eight hours or 40 hours a week at a job, and I can only do that the way it is here in Berlin. I'm sure there's other cities around the world that are similar, mm. but I like Berlin a lot. Um, that is also a really big reason to stay somewhere too. If I'm spending most of my life doing something, I might as well do something that I am enjoying. And also the city just really vibes with my with with, with me and my beliefs and, and, and the culture here. I just, I couldn't imagine living anywhere else. Um, obviously having her here is makes it much better, but I still think I would be here if we never met okay yeah the reason i, I ask because as we've mentioned before uh, one of the most difficult things about being a expat abroad is being away from your family and your right. friends and in order to continue doing that long term you have to really justify with yourself with with um you know with uh with really um legitimate reasons why 
you would continue to be away from your family, right. you know? And so usually like, I, that's why I know a lot of people, they move abroad, they're here for a couple of years, you know, they, they don't find, they don't find a boyfriend or girlfriend. They don't have like a big, you know, uh, family group. They've got a good job, whatever. But after a while it's like, okay, I, how can I justify continuing to be here? That's um, fair enough. You know, um, but so that's why I was wondering if without Bobby, you still felt like, yeah, okay, I could still, I could I, still be I, here. If you ask the same question about if I didn't have any of the relationships that I have right now, that would be harder to say. That would be different because be totally different. you, because again, it's not just friends. I mean, you have a lot of very close friends, you know, kind of a surrogate family, if you right, will. Exactly. And that's why, um, yeah, that, that's different than, you know, you moved abroad, you have like a few of those kind of expat friends you meet once a month you go to right. a bar. You don't really know much about each other. Like it's not really a serious relationship, you know, or friendship, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. It's, it's definitely an interesting question. And, um, I, you know, I, I, we have, like I said, we've, I've talked about that and thought about that before. Uh, it's also impossible to answer because you never know where you're, where you're going to be. Um, if, if things don't go, it's the better butterfly effect. One thing happens, you know, an alternate, yeah. an alternate universe. My, maybe I'm back in the States now. Yeah. That's why I didn't want to, know. I, didn't want to I almost didn't do you do this question because no, I like it. It's these hypotheticals you could do for hours, you know, yes. or, you know, and, and but it, I think it's funny if people are listening to this who have moved away, uh, ask yourself similar questions too. Maybe, maybe you haven't thought about that before. I don't know. Um, yeah, fun. Yeah. Good answer. Yeah. All right, I have an intense one, Jeff. Oh my. Are you ready? Never. What's your favorite board game? Oh my. <laughs> That's actually not, not as easy as it sounds. I know. Board game. Hmm. I mean, I'll be honest, uh, in the past in my kind of twenties, thirties, like I've, I play board games, but not on a, I would say a regular basis. I think I do more card games. Uh, okay. you know, we should have a board game night soon. It's a good yeah. idea. Um, I'd say as a, as a kid, I loved 13 dead end drive. Oh, I don't know that one. It's, it's one, um, where you like, you see, it's like you're in this like kind of haunted mansion and it's like the typical story, like uncle Fester's died. And now it's so a whodunit. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, no, it's different. Like, so you, then you have eight people coming, and these are the eight people you can choose from, and these are his relatives, his friends, doctors, whatever, right? That, and they all want to collect his fortune in his mansion, right? Right. And throughout the game, like, it's actually you're trying to kill the other people so that you get the money and not them. That sounds like fun. And what's cool is that for a kid, this is amazing because like the board, it's set up, it's three dimensional, like of, of kind of like a, like the, um, the living room of the mansion, like mousetrap. Yeah, so there's there's a thing where you can like it, it you know drop the actual chandelier on like the player's token or make the the <sighs> player's token fall down the stairs or you know if they get to that spot and you get the right card or whatever yeah so it's 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 fun it's a fun game I'm yeah. gonna buy this game that sounds super fun yeah um and really quick one for being an adult and again I'm not quite sure if it kind of counts as a bit of board game it kind of happens on the table and. Eh, I'll, let's see what happens. Okay, so okay. Is, is a I think it's called Rummy Coop. Rummy Coop. I don't know what that is either. Yeah, you're like each each four uh, four players. You're given this kind of like um, little tray where you and, and you pick like fourteen different numbers and you place them on the thing. Oh, uh, Rummy, Rummy. Yeah, but it's, sometimes it's called Rummy Coop. In German, okay. it's called Rummy Coop. But anyways, it's on a table and you have to have I, pieces. I'll, I'll, not, I'll let it slide. There's it's, an, it's a game. There's technically a board. But uh, the table's kind of the board. Eh, so, anyways, I'll, I'll let it slide. You, you like the game? That's okay. 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 Anyway, that would be my answer for an adult thing. Yeah. Cool. All right. <laughs> I'll throw it later. I'm ready um, for you. Next one, Alex. Are you ready for this? Now, no. Okay. Yes. Now you you have to choose one. Just keep that in mind. I have to. Yeah. What if I don't? It's in this episode over. Okay. okay. If one of the following had to be completely erased from existence, including all your memories. It like now gone and 
historically anything involved related to it gone okay okay you have to choose one of the following to be completely erased oh my god from history one or the other would it be either the new england patriots oh god. Fo- football team or tom brady <laughs> <laughs> so you could st- you could still have the amazingness of tom brady but it just wouldn't be with the patriots or you'd have the now the question is is the Patriots the Patriots without Tom Brady? So that's, that's I mean, without Tom Brady, we, we wouldn't we wouldn't have those six Super Bowl rings. Ooh, I don't know ooh, those six ooh, Super Bowl uh, uh, trophies, I should say. So, but you got to choose one or the other. Ooh, well, you know, I, I'm always a, a team before players person, so I have to. It's hard to say out loud, Jeffrey. Uh, I think I would have to erase Tom Brady. Oh my! Because I'm a Patriots fan first. And guys, you don't know how hard this is for him because he there's a few things he he loves more than his girlfriend, and one of one of them is Tom Brady. Uh yeah, yeah, that, that's tough. I mean, right now I'm I'm more of a I, I'm I moved on from Tom Brady, and now I'm a Mac Jones guy. He's mm-hmm. my man. But uh, I mean, I love the man for what he's done for the Patriots, but he's also a wacko too. So, <laughs> so you so you you would keep the Patriots. I would keep over the Tom Patriots Brady. and Bill Belichick. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Everything else is the same. Yeah, just, I, just it's just as, as, as long as Billy B is there, I'm, I'm happy. All the other players are the same, and who knows? They could have maybe still gone to the Super. Bill, if Belichick's there, they would have won at least two to three without Brady. I think right. so. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd have to erase. Tom Brady from the existence, which mm. is a tough one. But luckily, I'm not in that alternate universe. I can enjoy both. <laughs> right, exactly. So anyways, yeah, I had to know. That's a, that's a, uh, that's a fun question. Okay, Jeff, this is kind of going back to what you talked about with me about the vote. So if there was one thing you could, not necessarily do with the vote and things like that, but there's one thing that you could change about Berlin, uh, what would it be? One thing. Yeah, one thing. One like, what's, your, what's your big topic you would love to change about the city? That's a toughie. We have an overall, not overall, but um, one one of the bigger problems that I see mm. is a lack of respect for the city by the people that live in the city. Okay. It's in terms of how they treat the city in terms of just Trash. treating it like a, a huge garbage can, you know, yeah. and just... Yeah, yeah. Um, and people just going picnicking and leaving everything that they've brought with them exactly where they were sitting and walking away and just um, and trashing the the all these beautiful public parks and trashing the streets and um, trashing the river and just you know just like there, there's definitely a, a problem with that you know um, especially with cigarette butts and and beer bottles and beer bottle tops and stuff like that um, uh, I, I don't know and I, and I know there's like this kind of like group thinking kind of a thing where it's like when you see trash everywhere and you're like, okay, what, yeah, whatever that I can throw my thing down too. Who cares? Yeah, you know? For sure. Um, so I, I, I would love to see the, the overall attitude of people change. It's like, like, a, like a bit of a cultural shift on, on our, on the way that people in the city treat their, their city with garbage. Cause I, I agree with you. There's a lot of garbage everywhere. And if you go to like some parks like Hassanida or temple or um, not temple temple as well, but not as bad there or uh, trip tower park, the next day, on like a Sunday early in the morning, there's just trash everywhere, and it's disgusting. Yeah, and again, it's not just because of looks. It's not like that. But I mean, it's that's partly, but it's also just like it just just kills the environment and the and all these poor like animals and birds and stuff that are eating all this garbage that are leaving behind yeah. and it's just you know it's uh yeah so and again this is I, I would not say the majority of berliners are like that there's just a big enough percentage that it does affect the city you know definitely no fair but, enough that, that, that's a good answer but yeah that's what i would say yeah and uh oh here we go what about germany gives you the most anxiety 
the most anxiety about Germany. Way that that's a that's a, uh, a oh okay. I get a lot of anxiety either talking on the phone in mm. German because I can speak German fairly well, but uh, on the phone is always different because there's no body language there and people might mumble. Plus, like sound quality is not that great. I don't know how our phones got so incredible with other things except for the actual sound quality of phone calls is still stuck you can in like hear half of what they're saying. Yeah. Like the seventies, that sounds no different when I was a kid to it sounds now. Uh, if it's not like this, like this mic, clearly the microphone technology is there. I can hear it right now as we're talking. Why can't we put something like that in a phone? I don't know. So definitely talking in German always gives me anxiety. So I'm really thankful for, you know, apps like Dr. Lib and like leave her on to order food without calling anyone. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's a problem with a lot of expats is that like, if there's an online option that requires no talking, you just, you feel so much better just because right. like, you don't want things to be lost in translation. You don't want to hear something wrong. You don't have to keep saying Vibitza and then, and sometimes they get angry at you, and, you and, know? And then by that extent, also like customer service gives me anxiety. So mm-hmm. I've had this, I've had this bank account that I've had since I moved here and I haven't used it in like three years, but I'm too, <laughs> like, I don't want to go to, well, first of all, the bank's closed. I'm out of work. So it's hard to get there, but I'm, I have so much anxiety of like going to the bank and being like, I want to cancel this. I want to cancel my my account with you. Yeah, and it's honestly it's easy German to say, but I don't know. I have some anxiety of going to this bank and asking all these questions. Like I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Yeah, all these follow up questions. Do you right? have this paper, this form? Like I don't know. I just don't want your I don't want your money in my bank and I want my money in your bank anymore. But uh, I just haven't canceled it yet. And I just money just sitting there because I'm too afraid to touch it. Um, so things like that definitely gave me anxiety. And then also like fair enough, yeah. Confrontation. So like I, I like today I was in line to get food. And they decided to some. They they said clearly there's no card. There's no card payments right now. The thing is broken. I thought, all right, fair enough. Um, so I had cash. There was one guy in front of me. He was like, I want to pay with card. And they talked for a little while, and like actually a long while. And I was waiting behind them. And then he left. And they decided to like fix the card machine right there while they had a cust- like line of ten customers. And they didn't acknowledge us at all. Being like, hey, everyone, 10 minutes, sorry, we're fixing something. They're just doing their thing, not acknowledging us as customers at all. And it was really kind of, you know, grinding my gears a bit. And it added an extra 15 minutes <clears> where, <throat> where they, they had told the guy, like you just said, cash only. Yeah. So just stick with that. And then everyone else could be through. And instead, you're going to now try to fix the car machine for 20 minutes and right. everyone and that, else is waiting. And that know? required turning off their whole payment system so they couldn't take yeah. any, any orders. And I, I actually should have left. I didn't, though, because there's not really many other places to grab food around you that, yeah. that quickly. Even though it wasn't quick today, but like normally I'd be like, I'd, I'd have like a little bit of a complaint to tell them, you know, and I could say it in German, but I get way too anxious of like, if I say something like in a nice way, just kind of like, Hey guys, we have customers here. Can you just acknowledge us? You know, what, what's going on? Can you give us some update of how long to wait yeah. here for? Um, but I, I, I just don't. I get what you mean, like, cause it's, cause in German, you can't quite yet, you don't put on that nuance of, of like that right. very, very, the subtle okay, I am a little angry, but I'm not pushing it too much. Whereas right. maybe, maybe if you say something in German and you put the wrong emphasis on the wrong word, then the person's like, what you said? And freak, you know, and you're like, oh, I didn't, I didn't mean like that. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm the same. I, I, if it was in the U S there's things in certain situations that I would say that I don't hear because I'm not confident enough in that kind of vernacular, you know, yeah. like, yeah. So yeah, that, those are the things that definitely give me probably the most anxiety is, is other people. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> good, good answer. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, I thanks, I guess. Okay. Let me, I'm going to ask you, um, one more. Um, I know it's too philosophical. Okay. I have a fun one. If you 
could not live in Berlin anymore. You're banished. Mm-hmm. Um, not not in like a what I do 1930s type way, but like in a no more. Oh, went dark quick. <laughs> no more. Yeah, got really dark. Sorry. No more Jeffs allowed in in this city. Oh, so where um, the whole group is banished. All of them. Every oh, Jeff. Oh, that sucks. But m- mostly, mostly you. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you can move where if you move to any other city or place in the world. It could be Germany as well, just not Berlin. That's so rough. That's hard, man. Yeah. That's something I really have to think about. Ooh, depends. You gotta think about culture. You gotta think about how their services are. You gotta think about. Uh, well, I'll, I'll, I'll whittle it down. So, so if say say I had to move somewhere else in Germany, okay, I had to, right? Just just to give me less options because it's just easier for my brain. Europe. Um, oh, Europe. Europe. Let's do Europe then. Not Ooh, just Europe. Germany. Europe. Okay, I can't, I can't give you one though. Come on. Uh, you have to. It's too much thought. I had to erase Tom Brady. You have to pick a place. I mean, Copenhagen's a cool city. It's a good answer. I love Copenhagen. Yeah, great good quality of life. Good, cool, great. It's in the, always in the top five. Actually, probably the best quality of life in the world. Yeah. Um, public transportation, cycling lanes are awesome. People are very kind. Interesting uh, culture. Interesting culture. It's a similar language really, to German, so you can probably learn it easier. Close enough. Yeah. <laughs> um, really pretty city. Uh, I just off the top of my head, I'm not saying this is the answer, but off the top of my head, answer, I'd say Copenhagen. So that, that, that's a great answer. That, that's definitely probably my that, top five as well. Is an answer. It is an answer. Yeah. That's what I'm asking for. Awesome. Okay, then one more question for you as well. Okay. You are famously known to be from the U.S. state of Rhode Island. Yes. I have three trivia questions to find out exact, exactly <laughs> how how Rhode Islander you are. Okay. So oh, we'll, God. Let's see if he lies. This is fun. I love this. Let's, this is a great idea, Jeff. Let's see if Jeff. he actually is from Rhode Island. I don't care what not. they say. You're a clever guy. <laughs> so now the Rhode Island trivia round begins. Okay. Rhode Island has two nicknames. The Ocean State, and what else? Little Roadie? Little Roadie. Nice. Ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding, ding. Nice. Okay. And you got Buzzer. In the TV series, The Family Guy. Yes. Which is a cartoon. It is. Which is located in Rhode Island. Yes. And within this uh, TV show, they live in the city of Quahog. Right. What is a Quahog? A Quahog is like a clam, I think. I'm pretty sure it's like a type of clam, or it is a clam. Yes. No name for a clam, right? Correct, yes. Yeah, it's the clam. It's a type of clam, yeah. It's a type of clam, okay. Yeah, there actually is a quahog chowder. It's a specific chowder. Oh, I never had that. I've had like, a clam chowder. Yeah. Huh. They also said back in the day, Native Americans would uh, exchange quahogs as currency. Oh, fun. Yeah. And um, just so everybody knows, quahog is not a real place in Rhode Island. It's fictional. It is fictional. Rhode Island is not fictional. People <laughs> think it is, but it's not. <laughs> There actually is an island called Rhode. Um, it's not the Isle of Rhodes, oh, but it is Rhode Island. Um, last, okay. The current official name of Rhode Island, because you know, the, the, like just like people call it Germany Germany, but it's actually called the Federal Republic right. of of, uh, of Germany. The current official name of Rhode Island is the state of Rhode Island. Yes. However, up until last year, Rhode Island actually had a different official name. It did, which was changed. What was that official name? It was. It's the smallest state, the longest name. The state of Rhode Island and the Providence Plantations. Correct. Yes. Ding, ding, ding. Nice. You got all those, right? Nice. Uh, I thought I was going to trip you up on that one. I, nah, didn't, nah. I didn't know how, 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 if you're keeping up with the Rhode Island news there. Yeah, I, I did find out they changed it. And um, yeah, interesting. And our founder was Roger Williams, who uh, also was a park, uh, a zoo named after him, Roger Williams Park Zoo. Oh, nice. Yeah. So and it, some fun facts I'm about Rhode Island. They removed that Providence Plantations there because of it kind of sounds. Um, you know, a yeah, little, 
that kind of harkens back to the uh, you know the slave plantations of, of the. I'm, of I'm the, assuming that why that that's why I mean Rhode Island, as far as I know, didn't have slaves. It was up in the north in New England, but uh, it's probably better to just, just keep that vernacular out of state names. I'm here for it. I really don't care. It's Rhode Island. That's what it's called. Yeah, and plus, like, that was the official name for hundreds of years, but who beyond maybe a few people who live in Rhode Island would have any idea that the exactly. official name of Rhode Island is the state of Rhode Island and Providence Plantations? Yeah, it's just, that's dumb. It's like find out California is the state of California and... And all the bears that it has and ocean yeah, and, and things. And blank beaches and redwood beaches or something like that. Red, that'd be nice, actually. Oh, yeah. But it's the state of California and the redwood beaches. I like that. It's too long, though. Mm. Um, but yeah. That, so it's I, a long state. <laughs> that is that is the... Ooh, and I had a cheap question coming up. But anyways, like um, that is the end, I guess, for today uh, of yeah. our questionnaire. I want to do this again. That was fun. Yeah, well, we'll have another one because I've got a few a few left over and I think Alex does as well. I do, too. I, I want to I want to trivia you on, on movies. Ooh. Get steal my ideas. Oh, I'm still in the all ideas. You have to stick to the pre-written questions. I'm going to pre-write some more. Oh, crap. <laughs> okay, well that was the that was the end of, of that. <laughs> that. So that was the end of that. So let's move on to the liquid gold. That was fun. Yeah, that was good stuff. Good idea. Yeah. Cool. I don't think it was my idea, but I think it was the whole the whole episode idea. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. I think it was your idea. Cool. It's a good idea. Good job, Jeff. Way to go, Jeff. Um, way to go, James, for these uh, for this. Uh, yeah, Great whiskey you donated. We're gonna go, James. Uh, again, this is the the Shackleton. It's it's actually forty percent. I didn't mention that. It's a pretty why do, why low you percentage. Keep emphasizing ton. It's like I think it's more of a Shackleton because a ton of shackles. Shackleton. Like Shackleton. Shackleton. Uh, Shackleton. Like McBrien or it's like McBrien. <laughs> Shackleton. Uh, it, it's a forty percent uh, whiskey, which we didn't mention before, which is kind of not a lot for a whiskey. Actually, pretty low, and that could have something to do with the smoothness. And the lack of a burn. Yeah. I don't know. I, I really wonder if, if there are really whiskey aficionados and how we actually analyze this whiskey. Did you see how the color of this? It's very clear. It's a very light, very it is, light uh, yellow. There's more of mine left here. You can see a bit better. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very light, light. It reminds me of the yellow spot uh, with, the, with the color. It's still, uh, yeah, a little white whiny. Anyways, cheers. So the, the first thing we said was it's like, really smooth and it is that that's come through throughout the whole episode it's for a scotch it's not super peaty or smoky but as, it's, as a slight hint of it sli- but not, yeah it's slight yeah. uh but it's there and it is really tasty and i really enjoy it but for some reason i don't want to give it more than like an eight but i feel like it's better than that i don't know no actually my my instinct was an eight yeah yeah it's it's really it's really good though. Like I I definitely like I said for the bullet as well, uh, which I didn't mention last time. The bullet I found out was a bourbon. Um, we didn't mention that before. You said bullet ten year, right? Yeah, well, because you know bourbon also has some they like the bullet rye and the you know yeah, but like, it was a, it was a bourbon. Yeah, uh, I looked it up online. Um, such a which is why it's such it was a so strong bottles. Which is why it's quality plastic. Yeah, bottles. Plastic bottles are pretty strong. Yeah. Anyways, we're digressing. Yeah, it's not super. I don't know. It's it's interesting, but I but I'm really enjoying it. Like I definitely want to buy. Uh, I want to buy a bottle of this because this is a really really good um, like relaxation whiskey of someone who like, wants a wants a scotch, but not something too hardcore. Yeah, but still something that's that's really tasty. Yeah, and it's 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 different from most scotches, which I like. It's 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 a little different, and yeah, and then you can also like imagine these guys. In Antarctica, negative fifty degrees, right? This would this would uh, keep you warm at night, yeah. And, and that's right. just interesting too, because it's not um, it's not super, like I said, not super smoky, and so it kind of tastes like it was a bit cold. 
You know, ah. remember when we had a whiskey, it was chilled by accident mm. and we, we lost some of the flavor for it because it was chilled. Uh-huh. That, that kind of, you know what I mean? That kind of has a bit of like, this now, could be cold flavor, but it's not cold. Yeah, it's but temperature. When you pull a whiskey bottle out of the ice after a hundred years, you know, any scientists, uh, microbiologists, what have you, you know, let me know if, if this is anything, yeah. I, I feel like it, it would, it would, uh, affect the flavor, affect the flavor quite. Uh, and also just the, yeah. Right. Cause when you, when you have a whiskey, out of the fridge or something like that, which I don't recommend anyone does. But if you do, it tastes significantly different than if you have yeah. it. Why would you put your whiskey in the fridge? I don't know. Like when we did it because it was in a pack station and you picked it up the day, bef- the day oh, off. Oh, it wasn't in a fridge. It was just like, it, it cold. was sitting outside it, waiting you, for me to pick it up. If yeah. it's cold, it has a different flavor than if it's room temperature or if you put like even one glass of ice in there or one, uh, sorry, ice cube in there. And this kind of has that cold flavor to it but it's still really good i know what you mean yeah yeah because most times cold dulls the flavor a little bit right. but, but this isn't i wouldn't call this dull but uh but it's not super strong in any direction so that's yeah yeah so i, I think for me an eight is where is kind of where it needs to be yeah i think so too i i don't know how much it costs but uh if it's you know under 50 then it's definitely shelf worthy because it's, it's good stuff yeah and if it's uh you know 70 80 then maybe it costs a little too much but maybe uh, but, it's but so, it has that great story behind it though so it's yeah. got a good story and uh yeah I, I like to buy the bottle just for the story because anytime someone sees it i want to talk to them about like this is a really it's 100 year old arctic whiskey it's pretty cool yeah. cool story i mean a, a lot of whiskey bottles are kind of like you know uh a uh, what do they call it a coffee table book in a way you some know? of them are yeah like yeah you can have yeah, like have a conversation just about a, like the way even for people don't don't necessarily enjoy whiskey that much you know Still cool like, story cool story it's, some of them try to be you know like they try to make it all sound like it's some crazy thing and there's nothing behind it yeah. it's like it's just a whiskey it's fine yeah. we, we enjoy it you don't need to you know yeah, yeah, you don't need to build it up so much. I don't need a whole back. I don't need the, the prequel to this whiskey. I just want to drink the whiskey. This one deserves a prequel. Some of them don't. Not everyone needs Star Wars one, two, and three. In fact, most people don't because those were terrible. So yeah, if if you're referring to, I don't, I don't want the Star Wars one, two, or three of this. We already have that. No, well, not one, two, three. We have a what's a good prequel? <laughs> we're super digressing. Um, this is a good prequel. <laughs> this is a story for this is a good prequel. Now I got to think of a good prequel. Okay, prequels are hard. You, we we can do that after. Yeah. Let's let's click the uh, the off on this recorder. Yes. So okay, everybody. Um, thanks again for listening. Please uh, stay safe, stay healthy, and stay thirsty. Cheers. Cheers. That that was an expedition in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs>